0: You are listening to the iFanboy Pick of Leak Podcast, episode 245, brought to you by Instock Trades and iFanboy listeners like you.
2: Les passants, passants, je passe mon temps à les regarder penser, leurs pas pressés dans leurs corps les ailes, leurs passés se dévoilent dans les pas sans se soucier. Que suspicieuse à la vue je perçois le jeu de pan, leur visage comme des masques me fait l'effet répugnant, que faire semblant, c'est dans l'air du temps.
0: Bonjour. (laughs) Welcome to the iFMBO.com pick of the week podcast. That is about four different accents into one. That's how (laughs) I do it. Never you've never ever done that. You do voices? (laughs) (laughs) This is episode two forty-five. My name is Connor Kilpatrick. I'm here with Ron Richards. Hello. And Josh Flanagan. Como talibu. At com. we like comics, we read comics every week, we read a bunch of comics. One of us picks the best one, writes about it on the website that we talk about in this podcast, along with the other books of the week, other topics of interest, all kinds of stuff like that. As long as we're not at Comic-Con. Yes. <laughs> we survived.
3: <We're>
0: <laughs> we sounded like Grim Death last we week. Did. We did. Oh, I was
3: sapped week? when we did that. Ugh. I don't recall was, doing
0: the show. Yeah. I like to
3: apologize for that. Well,
0: that. Yeah. hopefully
3: well, it happens that was your every first year? Show. Yeah.
0: Hopefully you came back for this one.
3: Yeah. Hopefully.
0: Hopefully. It'll be much this, better, we promise. This week, Ronald J. Yes. Richards has the pick.
3: And I just found the error in the script. Uh, that we're going to talk about what happens in the books. All oh, so, right. What's the weather warning? I only <laughs> oh read what's in front of me. <laughs> I'm not wearing any pants. So I'm um, not wearing any pants. I'm really not wearing any pants. <laughs> so we're going to talk about what happens in the books this week. So sure. we might spoil them for you. So if you haven't read your comics yet, put them down. Come back and listen uh, after you've read your books or be warned. So... Wait no! Is Connor on the goofballs? Connor is on. I think Connor's on the goofballs. I'm on uppers. (laughs) You hopped up on goofballs? Uh, The green ones. Where's your messiah now? Anyway, (laughs) um, so happening. (laughs) (laughs) So this week I had to pick, and uh, I had a shit ton of books. I had 25 books, literally across nearly every publisher.
0: It was a very nicely balanced week. Yeah, yes.
3: I had Marvel, I had DC, I had Image, I had Boom, I had like it was all over the place. It was. It was, it
1: was a good. Week. I bought one Marvel book this week.
3: Ah, you oh, lost. So. There was a lot of good books from Marvel was, this week. Says you. But um, so as I was doing it, I, w- I was reading through the books, and I found there was a lot of really, really quality books. But I, I re- as you guys know, I read my books in order of anticipation, so I read the books I'm most excited about first. And I read Uncanny X Men, which was all right. It wasn't, you know, it wasn't <laughs> that great. And I read then I read the Flash number four. And as I'm reading Flash number four, I'm like, oh, I should. I my I had that gut. I should just make this the pick of the week. But I'm like, well, let me get through the whole stack in case there's a dark horse or something like that. And by the end of my stack, nothing compared to the spectacular artwork of Mister Francis Manipal. And it could it
0: could have been a silent issue and still have been a five star book.
3: It, like it, absolutely. Don't get me wrong. Jeff Johns, is a pretty good writer. I hear good no things. Lounge. I think I think he's got a career ahead of him. I think he's going to do okay. But he's um gone. But – you know, and, and for those who – if you aren't reading The Flash or if you're reading The Flash, this is the fourth issue in, in, the, in the first arc, which is all about uh, Barry being suspected for a murder in the future and the rogues are now – the rogue archetypes are now cops and they've come to arrest Barry in the past for a crime he's going to commit in the future. And at the same time, Captain Boomerang, who was raised by uh, the White Lantern, has escaped from prison and now he's got these kind of Black Lantern boomerang powers, which is kind of cool. And so the, the issue opens up with Captain Boomerang – Fucking shit up in in Central City, and Barry's on the scene, and about three or four pages into this story, Captain Boomerang hurls some Black Lantern uh, boomerangs at a helicopter, and it starts to crash. And thus begins what might be the best action sequence of a comic book I've read in a very long time. Wally, Barry, (laughs) (laughs) whoops! (laughs) Well, I'm going to get to that in a second, but Barry zooms up the side of a building... Runs up the side of the building while the helicopter is crashing and the pilot is yelling, Mayday, Mayday. And then the time between the pilot says May and day, we see Barry jump off the building, land his foot on the blade of the helicopter and run across the blades of the helicopter to the other side of the helicopter, flip down, hanging on the blade of the helicopter, kicking the door in, grabbing the pilots and jumping to the, to the rooftop of a nearby building. And it well, was amazing. Allowing everyone on the ground to die when the helicopter crashes. I close. thought that too. Yeah, which I thought was <laughs> I interesting. But um, <laughs> but he saved the pilot, so that's good. Um, good. Uh, they're more valuable than the people on the They street. have skills. They're so highly trained. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> There's a two-page spread of when Barry starts to run across the blade. And it is I, – I mean like if they made this into an oversized print, I would buy it. With, you know, Like it's perfect. It's – it shows him running. It's got the red speed lines. It's got the lightning bolts coming out of you know his ears and his arms and like all the yellow accent points on his costume, and the helicopter and the cityscape are paint almost painted. It's like a watercolor kind of look type thing. Like it, it, it's breathtaking, absolutely breathtaking. And based off that sequence alone, this was the pick of the week, hands down, hands down. It doesn't hurt that Jeff Johns is writing a really good story, and I'm I love time travel, and I'm totally on board with it. But. It's a
0: very much of a Flash story. The Flash yep. story is always about, especially Barry, always about time jumping and pe- people from the future because Barry is a character that's existed all th- in almost all points through time yep. and has a story going on. He lived in the future for a while. So it is very much a classic Barry Allen story in that these rogue cops are coming back to arrest him for a crime he didn't commit. And it would seem that Barry Allen has a propensity towards murder.
3: Yeah, apparently. Because, yeah, he just likes to murder people left and right.
0: <laughs> because you know, way back when he was the Flash originally, he killed Professor Zoom, and that's why he got, to, he, got, he got tried for murder. And then here, the rogue reveals to him what will happen is that, uh, once again, Iris will become embroiled in this thing. She becomes evil, I think it says in here. And then, and then in order to save her, he's got to kill one of the rogues. And so apparently, push comes to shove, Barry will snap your neck.
3: And I thought that was awesome. So what happened was that the rogues in the future were trying to get Barry, and the top— the future top was like hey, wh- he's a hero. Why are we doing this? And so he decides to go tell him what's going to happen. That whole sequence I thought was awesome. I love the mirror master in case the Flash returns, break glass mirror. You yeah. know, like the de- the 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 pre- the first mirror master left a, a failsafe or an emergency mirror for in case Barry ever returned. So he's got to stop them from breaking that glass.
0: That's yeah. that's the whole thing. If exactly. they break
3: that glass, it's all over him. And then meanwhile, but- you got Captain, you got Cap- the the old Captain Boomerang, and he wanting his spot back on the Rogues. And you've got a cold, you know, stepping up, and it ends on the cliffhanger, you know, that they're going to take the Flash out once and for all, which is uh, just great. I, I, this is everything about the Flash that I love. It's fantastic. I want to get back to the art for a second, but my only one thing about the story was that it's kind of oh, so we're going to make Iris involved in it, and Barry's going to kill again. It's a kind of a retread, but but nobody reading comics read those stories, or at least you know, like current readers, <laughs> you know, it's somewhat <laughs> new. But my other thought was is that minus. Like I know we're all about Barry's return and stuff like that. But honestly, if you told me this was Wally, I would believe it. I was thinking the same thing. Yeah, totally. I, I have nothing right now that makes me say this is Barry. Like Barry and Wally right now or – and maybe this new Speed Force book will separate the two and stuff like that. But right now to me, Barry and Wally are almost interchangeable at least in this book. If I was just coming on The Flash right now, that's how that's how I feel.
0: Sure, I think that's because Wally grew up and became yep. Barry.
3: Yeah, basically. Yeah. I mean
0: – Wally as a kid when he first became Flash versus Wally towards the end even not even the bad end but the end when it was good. Yeah. It was a totally different character. he, he sort of grew up and became more responsible here and more, became more like Barry. I think that's just because Wally became his, like his mentor more than anything.
3: Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, so I mean that's the one thing that I just find interesting, which is I think is going to be John's kind of challenge with this book. But back to the art, I, the the thing that kind of triggered me on the art was that I was in the store and I was actually I saw the uh Legion Book that Manapole did the art for for Shooter, the trade mm-hmm. paperback for that, and I was like, "Ooh, Manapole!" and I grabbed it. And I was like, "This isn't Manapole," and it was very <laughs> like superheroy, very bright colored, whatever. Whatever he did between that and Adventure Comics and now uh, Flash, I'm in. Mean, I mean, like, it- and I think a lot of it has to do with Brian uh, Buccolato, uh, B- Buccal- the colorist. <laughs> um, wasn't that uh, Junior Soprano's
1: right hand man? Yeah,
3: exactly. But um, the the colors, <laughs> hey, Brian Buccolero. The colors and the painting and like whatever Manipul's doing. It's just like I, I right now the, you're describing the Steve Epting effect. Yes, yes, it's totally the Steve Epting effect. Yes, yeah, totally. Because so, those cool.
0: were u- ugly. I think Manipal does the art and the, and the wash, and then the color goes yeah. over that. So yeah. I think he's lot, he is a lot to do with the feel of how the color looks. But
3: oh yeah, no, well, well, but the color, but don't don't give the colorist no. Stop no, the co- right. no, no, the yeah. color is
0: fantastic. I'm just saying okay. it's not just that he's doing the he's doing a bit of the shading too. But
3: yeah, no, but like, know, the red, grow, like the darker red, like the Flash's uh, costume with the darker red. I mean, that's <laughs> all the colorist. Yeah,
0: I am not discounting the color. The color is fantastic. From yeah. from, from
1: colorists are Rocky useless. Box. We no. should
0: pay them less. <laughs>
3: but they should never be on the
1: cover. They should never get
3: royalties. Yeah, yeah. I don't
1: want. I think they need to get rid of the Eisner category. Uh, I could find a guy in Hong Kong to do what David Stewart does
0: for nothing, and he can mine gold while he's doing it. The, the you know artists change and grow; they find new styles, they find yeah. new things, and that's that's you know that's that's and, the great thing about much art, much like
3: Scotty Young, who you know who we we talked to in San Diego and one for the for for you know the Wizard of Oz stuff like that. Like the, the, he, he changed his style to a way that's beautiful, and Manipul's done the same thing. And this is just like this could if Manipul stays on if this is monthly and this stays on for a. Uh, 25 issue run you know this could be legendary (laughs) except he's got a TV show yeah, he's <laughs> on at the same well, time.
0: Let's see what they're doing is I think it's six, is maybe five. He's doing his arc, and then they're doing a fill in with Collins, and then back to Manipal Oh,
3: that's fine. If all the people fill in Collins is fine, that's fine. Yeah, yeah. yeah I think cool. I
0: think what's the plan is to do a fill in villain centric issue when awesome. Collins does it, like the old days when he did it, when he was the artist on Flash, and then back to Manipal So it's like to give him a break. Yeah. And plus, from what, what, what we know, he when, while he's filming his TV show, he's got an assistant to help him. You know, he's he's basically drawing in the in the trailer of the show while he's doing this, which is insane.
3: Dude's crazy. That's awesome.
0: I don't know how you made a pick because there was so many good books this week.
3: Well, it was it was really close, and honestly, a close runner up was um, Punisher Max number nine. Um, Purely for the one page that I think we highlighted on the panels of the week. Where yes. the um, so Punisher Max number nine uh, drawn by Steve uh, Steve Dillon, written by Jason Aaron, and Bullseye the uh, Max Bullseye is in the is is trying to better understand the Frank Castle before he can kill him. He's trying to get inside his head, and there's a sequence where he has sealed himself off in a bulletproof glass room while the Punisher is killing all the people in the room, and Bullseye's watching. And that entire sequence was hysterical from the moment where Bullseye waves at him. Yeah. And then, and then and then writes him a note asking, what's your favorite color red right like, it's, just like, it's like,
0: he's got this creepy like innocence about yes. him that is so unsettling when you read this book i just, I get the cr- creeps honestly reading this book because of bullseye he yep. he's just like he's He's uh, I I get just get goosebumpy and not in a good way. Just he's just he's just creepy. Yeah,
3: yeah. I mean, and and it, it was just it was it, the whole bullseye characterization was great. Ultimately, at the end of the day, though, it didn't. I mean, it didn't. I'm I'm while I'm enjoying this Punisher Max, I just have a hard time with. So this this is not the the six one six Punisher, but it's not Ennis's Punisher, or it is. You know, what I mean, like. I'm, I'm, it doesn't matter. It's just a, it's know. just the Punisher all on its own. I have a in, hard time in with its that. Own world. Personally, I, I have a hard time with it. So I understand. I understand. Yeah, but um, yeah. and another beautiful Dave Johnson cover. Yes, but
0: so. Steve Dillon's doing a really good job. Steve Dillon's just great. That yeah. sequence was fantastic. I I don't I haven't made a pick yet because those two books were great, and so is Justice Generation Lost again. We talked about how great it was last month, and this month again we we have a sort of exploration of Captain Adam, and I really like it. I don't like really Captain Adam. Right.
3: But this was a fantastic issue, I thought. Yeah, yeah I, I agree. I thought. Well, first off, the Cliff Chan cover was awesome. Was great. Yep. Um, I, that, this was really close to being the pick too, but ultimately, I didn't. I, I while I like Captain Atom, I like the focus. I didn't feel as if like I don't know. It just it didn't sing to me as pick of the week. Like I would have liked for that kind of book. I want a bigger team book instead of one character mm-hmm. kind of focus. Right. Um, and I've always kind of been curious about Captain Atom. Like he's he's the kind of character that I've been aware of from his time. You know, you know, after we uh, that whole Wildstorm debacle right, yeah. um, from that point and even from back with Kingdom Come because he's a prominent character in Kingdom Come. Um, I've been very, really curious about the character and his origins and stuff because in Charlton and things like that so it's nice to see this kind of focus on him um, but I, I, this book is great. I love I'm love. i on the edge of my seat with this whole Max Lord stuff. I love it.
0: Well, the, the premise of this issue was he he absorbed a bunch of radiation in the last issue when he contained a bomb and the bomb blew him into the future only while the, his body is full of radiation while it dissipates he gets sucked back to the present but in the future he finds the world has been destroyed. There's a There was a big war the moon is broken, and that's all revealed to us, kind of like a Twilight Zone episode. Yeah, totally. He, he wakes up, what seems like the past, and it's you know people are sort of cowboyish, and there's yeah. no technology. But then it's revealed that it's the future in, in a very uh, serling esque turn, and and then we reveal that that the last person left alive is Kara Power Girl. She's ancient. And she freaks out when she sees him. It was just a really strong character issue. It, 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 it was
3: really strong, and the twist was really good. And yeah. like, I thought he went to the past, but and, and I, I, I re- I, I'm just amazed that I'm loving this book as much. And it feels like it comes out every week. So, oh, it's, yeah. it's, bi- it's bi-weekly. Oh, that's why. Yeah, yeah there you go. Yeah, so. And then
0: there's a nuclear bomb, and his glasses break, and he can't read any of his books, and he gets really pissed. <laughs> oh, wait. No, that was the Penguin. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> what's next? Um, American Vampire number six, number five, Josh. This is the end of the first arc, and this was yeah. fantastic. Attention, everyone. I am still on the show. Hey! Uh,
1: <laughs> just in case I was wondering, I, did, I made this one my pick of the week this week, and I, I, just, I think it's testament to everybody on the team on this book that, like, I, I am, everybody's sick of vampires. They've had enough, but I don't feel like this is the thing that I'm sick of.
3: I'm not sick of vampires. I've heard nothing but good things about this book. It's because
1: yeah. it's very, very good, and I mean, one of the there's a whole lot of reasons that this is excellent. Um, one, it, you know, Scott Snyder is doing is doing a great story, and the the characters are real. Two, I think that placing it in the past in the 20s has made it for me Unique. just a little, yeah, just a little more interesting because it's a, a different a culture, piece, it's a yeah. different feel, it's a period piece, but it's it's also not one that gets that gets focused on a ton, and it, it, it because of this like. Lore of vampires that you have, like it just casts everything in a slightly different light. Um, uh, it's also there's a different kind of vampire in here, and and I like you don't see him very much, but the character of Skinner Sweet, who's sort of at the the middle of all this, is really is really fascinating. And sort of, I like him a, a lot. Yeah. yeah. So it's sort of like a, in a Wolverine way almost. And then you know you've got Stephen King doing the second half of it, and at this point, like I think I think at first uh, the first parts were a little rougher. Uh, for, for Stephen King's scripting parts. Um, but by this point, I think he's, he's definitely got it down.
0: And, Just and in the, time for his final issue. Well,
1: I yeah. know, but like, it, was good. Like, it was a really good – I really enjoyed the second half of this more yes. than I had in a lot of the other ones. And then,
0: and then you know, to top it off, you have Raphael Albuquerque.
1: Who's uh, great. So,
3: who's great. I, I think uh, he's the
0: story of this book. The story's been yeah. fantastic, but if you really uh-huh. want to talk about this book, it's Albuquerque doing both, both sides of a 40-page book yeah. monthly and doing slightly different styles for each book even though it's similar and you can see, it, see it's the same guy he does slightly tweaked style for each one he is to me the story of the book which has yeah. been
3: fantastic I got, I, got, I got a chance to did you guys see him in San Diego? Uh, no I got a chance to briefly meet him and talk to him Not, total nice guy like mm-hmm. all these all, all I, I not to be like all these foreigners, but all these all these oh all, all these all these um artists, you know, not from the US, not to say US artists aren't nice, but like they're just always so nice. Like David Lafuente and the brothers so, and stuff like that. Like oh So
1: what you're saying is he's one of the good ones?
3: Yes, I, yeah, I, I definitely I, I picked up I picked up his I, I, I picked up I picked up his book at um his Oni book, the Mondo Urbano one. It looked great. I can't wait to read uh, it. So anyway. But, I mean, at five
1: issues in, like, they've already completed, like, the first arc. And, I, and because it's 40 pages an issue, like, you know, I really feel like I've been reading this for a while. And it's like, wow, well, it's only been five issues. And it's been, it's been excellent. It's really, I think this is going to be an important book for Vertigo going forward. Um sells a lot. I, yeah, and I'm glad to hear it. It should. It's good. So, so, yeah, that was my pick of the week. That was definitely a good one. Over in the area of the cow, which is at the top, or top cow... Artifacts number one came out this week. They, I don't know if anybody out there has noticed, but they have been pumping yeah. uh, out big storyline after big storyline. Ron Mars is sort of, sort of single handedly helming their Top Cow universe books. We did a show about Top Cow a little while ago and talked about it. This is the like, it, it's it's you know, it's funny. It's not all that different from what Marvel's been doing, in that like no. they have a big story that that culminates into another big story and doing that on and on. It's a little better separated, and because there's one guy doing it, it's not too spread out. So you don't. Know, Sick of
3: it. To that point, I mean, like in the back in the back pages of this issue, Ron Mars writes a, a little thing about it, and he actually compares to what they're doing at Top Cow to what they used to do at Marvel and all this stuff. And you, like Ron Mars is a pro. I mean, like he, you know, oh. like he 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 was the guy who did the whole Hal, Hal Jordan Green Lantern thing. That's just kind of claim the fame. But uh, you know, he was he's been writing books for a while, and he knows how to put these things together. Oh yeah. Um, and, you know, I've been reading I read Top here and there, you know, like I've read, you know, I've read a little bit of a couple of Witchblade trades and darkness trades, like some of the more recent stuff, like the stuff that Mars is doing, stuff that Hester is doing. I'm not gonna say by any means am I like, you know, totally on top of everything, but hmm. I picked up artifacts number one and not knowing half the characters and was able to not only understand and read everything that was going on, but get sucked in and like excited for the next issue. Like this this had like that big budget Bruckheimer movie kind of feel to it. I'm not going to say yeah. that because I liked it. Yeah. But, um, what? <laughs> oh, no, I mean, I liked it. I liked it. I'm I saying liked I liked it. No, I yeah, know. I, I, mean, like, I Bruckheimer
1: is not a word and a movie that you're going to put together and go, that's right. He
3: did um, a movie. He did, like, did, who did Con Air?
1: Bruckheimer. Yeah, yeah
3: I like I love Con Air.
1: Yeah, that was a long Long time ago. 12
4: man. years. 12 but it holds years. up. Have you seen it lately? It totally holds yeah. up. He's yeah.
1: also responsible for Pearl Harbor. So, I, just you say, know,
4: Pearl
3: Harbor, I think. No, as it's awful. I watched it <laughs> two months ago.
1: It, it is It is abysmal. <laughs> like, you're just like, I'm like, oh my God, they spent so much money shooting these two minutes and they're just. Awful. I was
3: actually – I was at the gym and I was watching Pulp Fiction on AMC and there was a commercial that apparently they're showing Pearl Harbor this weekend with oh. no interruptions on AMC. And I was like yeah. – for a moment I was like, ooh, that seems interesting. No, because the thing is – and they got me with this.
1: Yeah. I'm sorry, Top Cow. Uh, the thing is they got me with this is that I want to see that movie yes. made. I want to see it made yeah. really well with lots of money and, and that was it. And they, they blew it. And it's so sad. That that had to happen. Anyway, uh, again, like we talked about with Velocity, which they came out yes. a little while ago, yeah. focusing on one character. This is a, a big – I mean 13 article ca- artifacts, That's, 13 yeah. characters. It's the whole Top Cow universe. But the thing is you can read this. Uh, and we're going to – there's, there's going to be a conversation with Mars and Broussard in the, in the video show that comes out later this week. But you can read this. You don't have to have read what comes before. It totally works. Um, for me, the story of this is uh, Michael Broussard, uh, the artist. Yes. He'd done Darkness before. He was pretty good. It was, it, was, it was not bad any stretch, but
0: it's better in this. It's a lot in the it, production of it. It's a different style. It's not as – I hate to say top cow but it's, yeah. It's, yeah. it's not as top cow i
4: I'm telling
3: you. It's, like, it's almost like a baseball. Like, Connor, do you remember when David Wright came up from the Miners? I was like, man, the Mets need to sign him to like a 10-year contract. They need go. to take – no, they need to take Michael Broussard and they need to take Kenneth Rocafort and just and make no. them exclusive to top cow and let them do everything.
1: Oh, and also, I mean, also uh, um, the guy on Magdalena, Nelson. uh, Nelson, yeah, he's really good, He's really good, yeah. you want to look at the guys that that Mars is getting to work with right now, and it's really impressive. And also, I just think that the the production of it, the colors on it, if you look, they all look different. They're different than what you expected of a Top Cow book. And also, as I was flipping through it, one thing I noticed is that Broussard's not going out of control on the layouts. And I think that's to his credit. I think he's focusing on storytelling. Because if you look, it's fairly straightforward, but it's cinematic. It does what it's supposed to, and a lot of guys—he's—he's he's a young guy, you know—he's relatively new. He's not overdoing it, and it seems like it would be really easy to overdo it on these books, yeah. given the legacy, I suppose.
0: Yep. Um, and if, if you haven't read these characters in the back, there's a whole thing that bios each one that makes it much, which. Would have helped probably before the issue, but that would have made it clunky. But it, it really is very new reader friendly and lots of fun.
3: No, I mean, yes, Any- seriously. If you want something, everyone's always saying "I want to try something new, I want to try something different." Go to the store, pick up Artifacts Number One, just give it a shot. Like, it not uh-huh. like whether you're into superhero, mystical, whatever, just give it a shot. It's a good comic book, you know. Like, yeah. It's, yeah. So also,
1: I, there are there are ten covers.
3: Yeah, I I got the Comic Con exclusive one at the con, which is awesome. But um, <laughs> I also got the Velocity Number One con exclusive with the with the Rocafort cover. Rocafort is awesome. I'm I'm so all about Rocafort. He's great. There's some wonderful artists working
1: over there. And, I mean, the thing is you might not know Michael Broussard's name now or Kenneth Roquefort now. You will. Yep, You totally you will. will. And no mark doubt. this
3: word. We said it in 2010. And
0: the company that will bring it to you is AT&T. All right. You That's will. a joke from 15 years ago. Let's I am it might be more. 20 years ago. Shut up. Here we go. Hey, guys. If you like jokes from 20 years ago and you like the show – <laughs> you may wonder how can i help my fanboy out if you listen to this show and all of our other shows we do our don't miss show we do our talk blows and our books and our special edition movie shows If you like all those shows and you feel like it helps out your comic experience and makes things more enjoyable more fun for you we would and there's hours of free entertainment that are that are just for free there's no charge how can i how can you enjoy this and help well click on our banners they've come back they're free of viruses. They've, been, they've gotten all the penicillin shots you can give to a banner, and now they're free of a malware. So click on those banners. They're safe. Our, our, our banners do not have human papillomavirus. No. I put a, I put a condom on my mouth just to be certain, but it's, it's all working fine now. <laughs> that was odd. <on>. Um, iFanboy.com <laughs> slash Amazon it takes you to the Amazon store. If you click on the Powered by Amazon button, it takes you to Amazon proper, but through our little cookie thing. And we get a little piece of that, any sale you make. So please do that if you're going to shop at Amazon. Millions of you do. Millions of you perhaps aren't listening to millions of you shop there and you can buy things on Amazon and helps us out doesn't cost you anything we still have fear agent shirts we still have uh, maybe three battle pug shirts they're all small sizes so if you're a large man don't don't order any and um, that's your thing. Unless that's your thing, but that, that, that's, that's what's going on. So buy those Fury Agent shirts, and there'll be a, a new shirt coming out soon. And the best thing you can do actually is become a member for $4 a month or $42 a year. It gets you a prize pack of a comic, a but, some buttons, and some stickers, and you, get a, and you get a nice little note from us saying thank you. Plus, a $10 a month or $100 a year membership gets you a t-shirt as, long, as well as that package. And we appreciate it. We have contests all the time for people who are members to get, win things, and we got more. we're going to set up some more for next month, and that'll be fun. So if you want to win things, become a member. It really helps us out. We really appreciate it. We love the members more than the rest of you deadbeats. I mean, client people. No, it's true.
1: <laughs> I, mean, I mean, honestly. If you're, if you're like a guy who's on the side of the street and you have a cup and you've got pencils in it, you know, you're going to like the guy who gives you money more. There it is. I said it. It's out there.
0: So help us out. Those are the ways you can do it. And we really appreciate it. Thank you very much. All right. I have Wonder Woman 601 here, but I didn't read it.
3: I gave it a shot. Connor, did you?
0: Yeah, the, the funny thing is... And I'm this fascinated is total, by this whole thing. The total speculation on my part, and I don't know anything, this is just me reading the, reading the interviews, is that it seems like JMS really wanted to write Superman and they threw in Wonder Woman as, you've got to do this too. <laughs> because, he because he doesn't seem all that enthusiastic in the interviews. At least he did not in my, for my reading. Yeah. But to me, Wonder Woman is 100 times more interesting than Superman right now. Really? I really like this issue. This was lots of fun. This was great. I think uh, one I, of the I, things about it is everybody has an idea
1: about what Superman should be or what he should be doing. And Wonder Woman for, you know, nobody actually reads her. So nobody really has that, Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, maybe. I don't know.
3: I, it's,
0: it's really, I was excited. This is a fantastic issue. This is a oh beautiful Don Kramer, who we've been talking about for a while. I think he's getting better and better and better and better. He's he's much better here than he even was when he was doing Nightwing. And he was really good at Nightwing. And, and I love these stories. In the, this issue, it's even more clear that this is not a permanent change. She She's she sent to this alternate world. She even gets a glimpse at her old self in her old costume. Yeah. And she's going to have to get her way back. This is more backstory on how she got there and how in this pr- other world the protection was lifted and, and Paradise Island was invaded and by these shadowy soldiers and they were, everyone was killed. And, and her mother, Queen Hippolyta, sacrificed herself to, to allow her daughter to escape in a really sort of touching and horrific scene where she throws herself into a fire rather Screamy than revealing like it. a
3: banshee.
0: She's got the lasso around her, the lasso of truth around her. Rather than reveal where Wonder Woman went, she throws herself into a fire and burns. And it was just – they they, they show it. And it's just – it was horrific but also touching because – she sacrificed for her daughter, and and,
3: and then the clown in show. this. Okay, so okay, here's the one thing about the clown, and and, <laughs> and just you know, and I, I'm not liking it as much as you, do, Connor, but I think it's because I just don't care about Wonder Woman the same way I don't care about Superman. I don't think it was bad. I thought Don Kramer's art was great, but there's the one shot of the clown. So there's there people surveil- There's a surveillance team watching, looking out for Wonder Woman, and they're in an ice cream truck, and one guy's dressed up like a clown, which is kind of funny. At one point, when he took his wig off, uh, that's Matthew Perry. It looked like him, yeah. It looked a lot like him. Yeah. I was like, whoa, that's weird. That's where photo
0: tracing will get you thrown yeah, out of it. The thing
3: is that Don Kramer doesn't look like he's photo tracing. No, not in any- one, one page. Yep. Yeah,
0: Which was weird, but really whatever.
3: Weird. Yeah, maybe he's friends with Matthew Perry. He's like, yeah, I'll put you in a comic book. I'll make you, I'll make you a clown. <laughs> Could you have any more photo tracing? <laughs> <laughs> Could I be more photo traced? <laughs> <laughs> um but um <laughs>
1: could you choose a picture from that era as opposed to studio 60 when i'm much bigger
3: it, it, i th- i just thought that was kind of weird but anyway yes so. I mean, this is great I, it was a,
0: like the mystery like all of it, everything about it i have a one word review of thor the mighty avenger number two yes
1: you ready for it
0: yes
3: yes <laughs> yes <laughs> don't you kind of <laughs> wish this is the the ongoing thor I don't yes. care.
0: <laughs>
1: it doesn't <I> matter. Mean, <laughs> no, I don't care. Yeah,
3: like uh, what Connor says. I, I don't care. It was good. I it's didn't it, it 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 up. funny. I, I,
0: I, I never done. talk about books before the show, yeah. like publicly, just because I, you know, I don't want you guys to know what I think. So for the discussion, is like, you know, fresh and real. But this was so much fun that I, I tweeted about it. Yeah, because I saw that. Yeah. I finished reading and I was like, damn, this book is awesome. Yeah. I mean, it's an all ages book and it doesn't seem like an. it doesn't come off like an all ages book. It comes off no. like yeah, a Marvel book. It just seems like a Marvel book and you shouldn't be scared off by the all agesness of it. It's fantastically yeah. fun just I love Sam. It's
1: just stuff. it's just an example of what happens when you strip away all the baggage that you have to deal with so often. You just tell a story using this character and saying, "What? Well, look at this premise."
3: Yep.
1: And you and you go from there. I mean, and that's you can't do number ones all the time. You can't do reboots all the time. But it really does show what's possible. And it's, it strikes such a balanced tone yep. between you know like like he says it's an all ages book, but it's fun and it, it's interesting. And and the Thor in this is really kind of funny and likable. And he yeah. has a lot of snacks.
0: It's clearly, it's
3: clearly the vein of the movie kind
0: of thing. I mean, the whole yeah. setup seems like the movie of that footage no one saw.
3: <laughs> <laughs> um, so when uh, the Return of Bruce Wayne number four came out, I looked at the cover and I said, "Ooh, George's Jonte." I didn't, expect, well, I didn't expect to see that.
0: The backstory is supposed to be Cameron Stewart. Yeah, and he backed out, and it seemed like he backed out two weeks ago. Really. She, well, that's what it seems like because if you look at the art, it, it, you could tell. I mean, we like George's John T. a lot. He drew Buffy, and he's fantastic. Yeah. But here, here it looks like he had about two weeks to draw the book. It,
3: was a, it, it did look it didn't it didn't look as strong as the Buffy art, but it was uh, still no. good. I still enjoyed it.
0: Man, you know,
1: you, you add this up with the what the last couple of issues of this have been like, and with Jonah Hex in it, and I, I this wasn't bad, but I really did want to like it a lot more than I did. Yeah, it
3: fell yeah. a little, fell a little uh,
1: short. It fell short. I got it was a little confusing yeah. to be honest. I'm not, I wasn't sure. Who? What was happening? at all the time, and, and you know that'll happen with some of the Grant Morrison stuff. And you go back and you'll see it later. But it it was a little. I I'm, maybe I'm a little dense, but
3: yeah, so Heck uh, shot, shot him right. Heck got the draw got got the draw on him. Right?
1: Yeah, but then he was in like I don't know alternate 1985. Yeah, I don't I, I don't I don't know.
3: Well, he got That's he it. got knocked to the next the,
1: the next point. When he got shot, he got he got hit to Biff's pleasure palace there.
3: <laughs> Alternate nineteen eighty five. <1985. laughs>
1: took you a little while. Yeah, it did. It I far. turned the
3: page. I was like, oh right. <laughs>
1: what are you looking at? <laughs> this is all we do now. So we just talk about <laughs> movies in between things from the eighties and early nineties. That's oh. their show.
0: That's our whole show. Thanks, everyone.
3: Yeah. <laughs> Go what see Aaron Hendersons Yeah,
0: Josh. What did you end up thinking about Seven Psychopaths? The final issue number three came out this week. I, I I really liked parts of it, and I was really confused about other parts of it. Yeah. Uh, I thought
1: that the bit at the end where Sean Phillips explained what the hell it was – yes. I, I could have looked this up ahead of time, but I didn't. So what, you know, we you know, whatever. Oh, you didn't know uh, it was a French book that came out years ago? I, I kind of thought I, – I might have forgotten it somewhere along oh. the line. But I was really – I was having a hard – because there were seven of them, and they all got scattered to the winds in the last year, and I forgot everything that had happened. Um, you, know,
0: you know what I did like? and It, it, it felt very – Short, the, yeah. I felt, like, felt like there could be two more issues. But I was okay with that. I I liked that it kind. Of, they had this big plan to get these seven psychopathic soldiers to go in to, hit, to Germany and kill Hitler, and I could basically got, they all go in there and die. Yeah, pretty much. Oh, right and it away. fell
1: apart. I, like, I loved, right away. Yeah, I loved the ending. Like I, I not liked only that, that but find out Hitler's been dead for five years. Oh, <laughs> and it was a throwaway line. Yes. Oh yeah, yeah Hitler was like was still blown still up still years ago. We've been using doppelgangers. Um, the, I think the scene where he walks into the room would used again using the best panels, but that whole scene. Like all the surprised Hitlers, and then they just closed the door and gunned them all down. It was, I mean, it was wonderful. It was wonderful. I mean, overall, I liked it. I'm Sean Phillips. I was wondering, I was like, when did he have time to do this? And then I realized that he'd done it a long time ago. It was, it was good. It was like a, it was like a neat, I'm glad I got to read it, I suppose. Uh, I like that it was
0: unexpected and it didn't, it didn't follow the normal arc. Yeah. And the fact that they all died and it was kind of goofy was funny. I liked it. And it was, but the thing is, like, if you go back to the beginning, it
1: never seemed as if, it was going to succeed anyway. I, no. And they, they told it to you right at the
0: beginning, you know, these people are crazy. They died immediately, Yeah, which I, I know. thought was very funny.
3: So um, that, I like that
0: part of it. It was fun. fun. Time bomb number one. Speaking of, we have every company, including Radical. What we going do, on? yeah,
3: I know. This is, this is the most well-rounded episode ever. It's
0: <laughs> we don't have a Dark Horse book. Uh, Quick. Yeah,
3: we don't do. We, yeah, do, we, we Dark, do the next have Dark one. Dark Horse yeah, book. we do. Woo-hoo.
0: We don't have an image book.
3: Yeah, we do, don't we? Top now. Oh, I really – Top, top, top yeah. All right.
0: So radical time bomb number one, for one of three from Jimmy <laughs> Palmetti, Justin Gray, and Paul Gulesi as he told me very scarily in San Diego, <laughs> is another Nazi book.
3: Look at that. <laughs> I love Nazi books. Well, no as one talk- ever
0: says there's a Nazi meme going on, but
1: there is.
3: I What we, we well, I told Jimmy
0: in the interview was that it's, you can have Nazis because you can kill as many as you want in the most, in the most horrific fashion. No one we'll will get upset. Like, exactly. Yeah. In this issue, some people in the present find an old Nazi castle buried underneath Berlin, and accidentally start a missile that had been lying dormant. They accidentally launch it, and it and it blows up over Berlin. And now you know now we have to go back in time and, and stop that from happening. It's time traveling Nazi killing story,
3: right? And so, and they they travel via a method of time travel that is called a time bomb, where they get they get shoved into the past. And it's kind of it was experimental. They don't really know how far they'll go back, and and. And I gotta admit, like the buildup, like I thought the buildup was really slow about discovering the castle and the missile and and the, the the disease that it that it unleashed and and the the NWO and getting the getting the team together to get to push them in the past. But once it like once they, they pushed them back in the past, I was like, oh yeah, this is awesome because they end up right outside a concentration camp in the middle of World War II. <laughs> it's just,
0: and they've like, got modern weapons and they've yeah. got modern modern t- techniques and things, and they're about to storm this concentration camp with just four people with all these modern weapons and, oh, and, and, that,
3: great. and what was great was that it was the it was they get their moment and they're like their mission is to they need to contact some people and they need to stop this from happening but they're at a concentration camp and they're like oh well shit what do we do and they're like well, well there's just four of us it's like well I'm, I'm i'm gonna save them and then they all click in and it ends with them about to take the camp which is just like awesome it's, it's like i gotta give them credit like it was imaginative creative and totally awesome time traveling nazi killing issue loved it and Goulasy's art was great, or Goulasy, whatever. Yeah. yeah. So, Josh, did you like it? I forgot to read it. I haven't.
1: Okay. I just like got it. It's, I've been busy. There's a, this this a lot of books. Of books. There and was a lot of books, and I don't know if you know, but we shot many, 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 many
0: hours of footage.
3: Five hours it was.
0: More I've already more. been working with therapists to forget about last week, so I don't know <laughs> what we did.
3: Anyway, the from Dark Horse Fear Agent number twenty-eight, the first issue of the Out of Step storyline, which is a minor threat song, and the last <laughs> the last arc of Fear Agent. Uh, I love this. I loved it, and I know we love Fury Agent. And so, and I know the last arc was a little rough for some of it, but the fact that it—I the last arc. Are you kidding me? It was well, the West Connor one. had a hard time with it? Didn't you?
0: No, I, I don't think it read very well. Yeah, well, yeah,
3: um, but it, it ended
0: very weird. That's all, that's yeah. uh, that's all. Yeah, this this picked up. It from, started strong. It ended weird. Sorry. Go ahead.
3: This picked up from the cliffhanger of last time, where he thought he was home and everything was going to be great, and he finds out that the aliens have taken over Earth, and he's he gets gutted and shit happens and th- it continues in this I- issue and it ends up with the the evil heath with the eye patch from the west <laughs> they're gonna swap minds and like it just it's every little piece of awesome pulpy thing rick has remenders put into this book um yeah. it was just a blast i loved it so
1: I mean, I mean my my only problem with this is that it the story's been going on such a, it's been such a long time that i'm i'm like i had to try to I don't want to have to go back and reread everything that happened yeah. or read the Wikipedia. So, like, I had to sort of figure it out as I was going along. I was like, all right, right, she's the girl, and she was converted into the alien. All right, yeah. and that's evil Heath. And, yeah, like, by the end, I had it. I, I, I think uh, they brought in Mike Hawthorne yeah. on art. He's never done it, and I think that he, he was right. Yeah, he Lead and Tony on.
3: Moore he and Tony Moore get credit for the pencils. I don't know exactly how they worked. I think, ton-
1: think Moore did the layouts, yeah, or or at least some of them. But yeah. but the, did the, great though. He did great. Oh yeah, no, it totally fit in. Uh, I always like the the coloring on this book. It's always, just, uh, Lee Lowridge, I think.
3: Uh, uh, no, it was. Oh yeah, colors did do Lee Lowridge, right? Yeah, it was. You want
1: to hear something really nerdy about production? What? I love the font that Russ Booten uses. on Yes.
3: This. Oh, yeah. Although I thought the font size was a little small with this issue.
1: It was a little yeah. bit, but I the font itself I really
3: like. Yeah, it's good, and it's it's, it's uh, that's the Fury Agent font. Like that's yeah, the, I know, um, and um, that's th- great. This ended this ended strong because it ends with Heath stumbling into a ship and grabbing a bottle of Jack. <laughs> Yep. it's it's oh it's great
1: the close up of the one drip falling on his t- and there was a there was a no
3: yep
1: there was a no <laughs> he looks up into the heaven because he the, you can't you can't let anything good happen to Heath that's yeah. the rule
0: yep never
1: you know what I am falling in love with thor uh, no northlander's Metal. sorry, I looked at the cover <laughs> um <laughs> i after the last arc of Northlanders, like I read the first like half an arc and I was like ah, it's fine whatever but I came back at some point and I've really really been enjoying it I really like the last arc maybe went on an issue too long but this one uh, it takes up a different thread altogether about a blacksmith in a, in a, in a town that's sort of being you know, colonized by, by Christians and this strife that comes out of that and, and the revolution that takes place it's sort of like I mean, you, could, you could compare it to all sorts of you know it could be all sorts of kind of metaphors yeah. but, but uh, art by Ricardo uh, Bercelli, uh who did DMZ does DMZ. Yeah.
3: Uh, great? Great issue, really good, really really good. I, I had to laugh because Brian Wood tweeted, he's like, he's like, these are Christians in the 780, not now. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I had that thought. I was like, oh, you better, hope, <laughs> better hope Fox News doesn't notice that Time Warner's putting this out. <laughs> but uh, no, I thought this was strong. It's a great. It was a great first issue of the first of this this arc. And Northland Northland has been great consistently. So really has, and I, I would not have guessed that. Yeah.
1: Uh, a uh, how many issues are we in? Thirty, 30 issues? issues. Wow. Yeah. yeah that's pretty impressive and you that's get, thor Gotta give
3: brian wood credit he's had yeah it is thor i mean 30 <laughs> issues of this how many what uh dmz is over 50 like he's had nice little runs at vertigo the past couple of years so <laughs> Yeah. True enough. Cool. So those are the books that we enjoyed this week, but a whole bunch of others came out. iFanboy.com slash comics list them all, and you go out and do your pull list, and you come back and you rate and review them, and we love that. And so we want to highlight a couple of reviews, and our first one comes from Origami Kid, who reviewed Wolverine Weapon X number 15 by Jason Aaron and Ron Garney and gave the story a 3 out of 5 and an art a 4 out of 5. And at the time of this recording, 0.05% of you made it your pick of the week. An origami kid has to say that someone once told me that a time-traveling story is only good if it makes your head hurt and causes you to sit down and rethink every step of the journey. This person was also a bit of an asshole so he went on to tell me why Back to the Future sucked <laughs> because the story was overly simplistic. Yeah, exactly. To put it simply, Aaron <laughs> tried to do a big grand story as his last big arc before the name change, and while it worked for three issues, it just lost its way ever so slightly towards the end. Your friend is a jerk. <laughs> Your friend is a jerk. And I actually, Origami Kid, don't really agree with you. I thought that this ended uh, – was a good ending to the story. I just thought the art fell down towards the end, which which I hate to see because I love Garney, But the art towards the end was just like really sketchy and really – and I don't mean sketchy like you can't trust it. Like you can't lend him $5. Was... Like sketchy like actually like lines were really jagged. And I thought like comparing it to – the first couple of pages of the issue to the back end of the page of the issue, I was yep. like, oh yeah. Well, yeah, I thought that was cool. Yep. Yeah. Well, and also,
0: you, who are you to
1: talk about Back to the Future? Yeah, your friend, <laughs> sir. <laughs>
0: I, I can't, I can't go on with this, But I, I think, I think the uh, the this issue wasn't as good as the other ones.
3: Yeah, I don't know. Well, that, I, li- then, I like or, the ending. I like, the, I like Deflock having the internal battle between his head. I, it explains what happened. Well, why, what? It was uh, uh, Darth
0: Vader, basically. Yeah, yeah.
3: I saw it coming a mile away, and
0: that was fine. And I don't really hold that against it, but. I just thought the excitement level of the first couple of issues wasn't matched in this one. But that's yeah. that's that's not necessarily a huge knock on it. It yeah. wasn't as strong.
3: Listen, Jason, you, Jason Aaron can't – I mean like he Punisher Max was his home run this week. He can hit a triple yes. with Wolverine Weapon X. That's well,
0: weird. normally Wolverine Weapon X is the best book I read when it comes out yeah. every week, but yeah. not this time. But it was still very good. Yeah. Silver Age Tom reviewed Action Comics 891 and gave a story of 5 out of 5 and the art of 5 out of 5. And at the time of recording, 14.4% of you made it a pick of the week. I think it was one of the top three books yep. this week. Yes. Silver Tom says, Let's face it, Lex Luthor is one of the greatest villains of all time. And this run by Paul Cornell continues to impress me. In this issue, we are treated to a journey into Luthor's subconscious as he outwits Mr. Mind in his own brain. Cornell captures the arrogant, monomaniacal Lex perfectly. And this story is among the best Luther stories I've ever read, rating up there with Lex Luthor, Man of Steel. On top of that, Pete Woods is at the top of his game. And this comic looks utterly amazing. If I hadn't been so stoked about the new Wonder Woman run, this would have been my pick of the week easy. Yes. Am I the only one reading it or?
1: You no, know, I'm reading it. I am. I you know, I hate dream sequences. It's it's mm-hmm. one of my things. I didn't mind this one. I liked it. I thought I about you as I read this. It.
0: No, I, I really liked it. It was
1: fun. It was a li- it was a little pop culture y my tastes, I think. But at the end, like it's in his subconscious, so who can say? I thought it was fun, like Prometheus with fire at the beginning and the you know, like all that stuff. I, I'm just I I can't I it's really good, but it's the kind of thing that strikes me as uh, enough, off the mainstream enough that i i worry that people will not read it
0: yeah you know what i'm saying but i, I think, I think that's great i think paul cornell's getting let off his leash a bit at dc where he was oh yeah. Marvel. yeah he's uh-huh. really going into the wacky big concepts here and from what he says about the knight and squire book and other you know just it seems like he's going to be really going for the the goofy humor factor which isn't i don't want to pigeonhole him because he does serious really really well too but oh yeah this is very funny. This book, a, as well as being actiony, he's a good writer. He's good. It's it's cr- it's crazy. I mean, like, <laughs> like I'm reading this and I,
1: I am thinking, like, I'm thinking Tom Caters is going to love this. <laughs> like, this is perfect for him. And and it was. I mean, I'm I'm just impressed that it was it was it was in action comics, I suppose. Yeah. And you really are getting like a a very. Very good, deep take on on Lex Luthor, and I think it's very interesting.
0: Yeah, I think underneath all the goofiness, you get the you get the idea of what the different sides of his psyche are and how deep yeah. his issues how deep his issues clearly run. I mean, he's he sees himself in lots of different lights, and they're not all good. Right, but it's also funny.
1: Very. Funny. I love the I love the Big Blue, the cowboy. Is it Big Blue? Something yeah, like Big that, Blue. Yeah.
0: When Superman is cowboy, <laughs> yeah, that
1: was that was really well drawn. Yeah. it was
0: fun. And the lowest robot sidekick is creepy and funny, and it's still it's oh. still Going. More more of that.
1: <laughs> I like how
0: she's she's vaguely self-aware. <laughs>
1: she's just like, oh, don't do that. That's weird.
3: <laughs> yeah. It was good. I like this a lot. I'm really enjoying Action Comics. Cool. Yeah. So go to ifanboy.com slash comics, and you can do your pull list and rate and review your own books, and we'll hopefully someday you'll get a review on the show, because we pick the ones we like. So uh, we're a little late in the book of the month. I'm sorry. We were busy. July's a rough month. I was late in getting it up on the site, and then San Diego hit, and... Enough of the excuses.
0: but (laughs) All I'm hearing is excuses, Ron. uh,
3: uh, Please note our silence. I know. (laughs) Anyway. I'm
1: just saying I have one due next week. Maybe it doesn't show up. And then the whole thing falls apart.
0: (laughs) You don't show up. Then Ron doesn't show up. Then none of them show up. (laughs) Anarchy. It'll be anarchy.
3: (laughs) Well done. Josh doesn't get the reference. I don't get that one. Breakfast Club. Anyway. So the yeah. book of the month for July was uh, Wilson by Daniel Klaus, published by Drawn Quarterly. Sells for twenty one ninety five list price. Interestingly enough, Daniel Klaus is the creator behind Eight Ball, the anthology of stories, and those stories uh, spun out Ghost World, which became a movie. I don't think Art School Confidential was an eight, eight Ball. I think that was just went straight to a movie, or was it? I don't remember. But yeah, and, it wasn't a very good movie. That's for yeah, sure. that's for sure. Yeah. I heard it was crap and never bothered. Yeah. Netflix it. Couldn't hurt. He also did like a Velvet Glove cast on Iron or something like that. Some some phrase like that. A whole bunch of books that have spun. Basically, he's been doing for the past 20 years this anthology of comics called Eight Ball, of which they've collected and put out collections of them, and then they become movies, that sort of thing. Wilson is his first graphic novel. That's the point I'm trying to make, which I found fascinating. As somebody who has been a stalwart of the indie scene, of the indie underground comic scene, published for years through Fantagraphics, now drawn a quarterly, this is his first original graphic novel, which I found fascinating. Um, Sell out Yeah, exactly uh, <laughs> it's, uh, it's an oversized book It's not the size of a comic book or whatever It's actually a book book You know, full color And what it's about is it's about a, uh, a dude named Wilson Who we meet him in his mid-30s And he's kind of a hapless, loser, jerk kind of guy He's just very normal He's got a goatee He's kind of balding He lives by himself And Klaus has always been known for a really honest, almost sardonic take on humanity um, if you watch Ghost World, that, that came, or if you read Ghost World, that came out quite a bit by the observations that the girls have and some of the scenarios and situations and what the characters do in them. I'd say it's not almost sardonic. It's sardonic. It's fucked it's up. just sardonic. Um, Wilson might be the furthest he's ever gone <laughs> to the point where I'm like, wow, this dude's <laughs> fucked up. <laughs> but uh, I'll get to that in a second. But the way the sto- the way the story is laid out, it's really fascinating. Each page is a separate six panel strip so almost as if like you you know how when they collected like all Calvin and Hobbes and stuff like that and peanuts you read them you read them as strips in those collected books and there was sometimes a, a narrative going through them you know yes it, he did the same thing with this it was almost like a collection of Sunday comics every page was a different six panel strip same grid square panels um, and he he mixes up the art style and strip to strip so sometimes he has that really um, kind of realistic Daniel Klaus look, you know, with the noses and the teeth, you know, that you recognize from Ghost World. Other times it's really simple and you know, big, big round heads, like almost like peanuts. Other times if he does the the two two tone color, almost like Charles Burns style art, you know, from Black Hole. So every every page looks different, and yet it's the same character Wilson, and you always are able to identify him by his glasses, his goatee, his gut. You know, And it's fascinating that the art style changes from strip to strip, yet you never lose the continuity of the story, which is just absolutely – it was totally amazing in that regard. From a story standpoint, we meet him. He's alone. Um, he's just this bad person. And, <laughs> um, and it starts off uh, – his, his father is dying, and so he goes, to, you know, he goes to see his father in his deathbed, and he's like, well, dad, this is it. You're dying. Tell me you love me like give me something all these years and you got you've given me nothing give me something and his father's like is nothing to say cuz he's in a coma he's dying you know and so it's like it's just interesting that in that moment this character is so self-absorbed and so obsessed with himself that you know he can't be grief-stricken over his father passing he just wants to know what does it mean to him like what is his dad going to tell him before he dies then he becomes reunited with a former girlfriend who turns out got pregnant when they were together and had a kid that he never knew about. So he goes on this quest to find the kid who's now 16 years old. And some of the most despicable shit you've ever seen come out of a person's mouth comes out of it. There's one strip where he, there's there, every – Every 20 or so strips, there's Wilson just at a coffee shop or in a park where he just starts talking to a stranger. And it's always him grousing about his life or bitching about something. And some of the funniest things that I, I highlighted one because it's just hysterical because he's sitting having lunch in a park and there's a dude in a suit, then a tie. And he's just like, hey, hey, friend, do you have any kids? And the guy's like, "Yeah, I've got two kids." And the guy and Wilson's like, "Oh, I've got a daughter, sixteen years old." And he goes on talking about you know how boys are a handful, but man, girls are tough to raise. Meanwhile, he just met his daughter like six pages before this, and he's talking about how he's not going to know how he's going to deal with her dating, and you know it's kind of you know like in, and they grow up so fast, and how can you you know like and it's tough being a father, and all this kind of insightful, really emotional stuff. And then the dude goes, "What's your daughter's name?" And Wilson goes, "Who?" And <laughs> he goes, "Your daughter." He goes, oh, hell if I know. <laughs> he goes, I just hope it's not something stupid like Taylor or Madison. And then the strip ends. And it's just like these little fucked-up scenarios and just weird observations on life as we go through this guy's life and he and it ultimately ends with him being alone. And like his daughter his daughter doesn't want anything to do with him. His ex that he gets reunited with leaves him. The one woman who does like him for what he is, he drives her away. And it's just this sad, sad picture of self-absorption in today's society but it was just so funny to read I was laughing out loud I loved it it's it a good great. thing it's funny yeah yes exactly because if it wasn't funny like it's the kind of thing where I was like you can't believe this is saying and then at the same time I'm thinking I'm like oh I know someone who's going to be this guy in 20 years so it's like, but um it's Daniel Klaus just showing that he still has it and he's still one of the one of the great indie art in indie um creators there is so um I don't know I loved it so it was great might not be everybody's um, cup of tea, but it was for well, me. I'm so. a little afraid to read it. You should. It's hysterical. You might have a problem with it. but <laughs> I'd love to hear your reasoning for that, but yeah. now is not the time. Anyway, so Book of the Month, check it out. It was great. They have it on Amazon. They have it in Stock Trades, actually, as well. That would be a good place to get it. Check with in-stock
1: trades where you can get up to 37% off cover price on pretty much any book, all the books. If you, all the books, all the you books in the world. Yes, free shipping on orders over $50. I say take them to task. I say order several thousand dollars worth of books. <laughs> see, like, just something that requires, like, a forklift. I want, like, see if they're happy. Like, well, the shipping was $9,000, but you also spent $40,000 on books, so it's okay.
0: There's got to be some crazy off. eccentric millionaire out there listening who can just drop Listen, two if or three grand of them. If, if,
1: if our mysterious benefactor is out there, after you've sent us money, I want you to place the biggest order like i want your computer to creak when you click on view my cart i want it to be pretty scary over nine thousand trade paperbacks in stock and available for your ordering pleasure new releases are listed every single wednesday and new orders usually ship within 48 hours i'm guessing that the usually part is if you order several thousand books it will
0: take well i know know that they hire you know for the book shipping days a bunch of kids from the local college so let's let's really put those young backs to work that's what I'm saying. Yeah, That's what i and
1: I would they like you to order soundtrack. so much that
0: they run out of tape.
1: Yeah, it's all boxes. www.instocktrades.com. Go there. You can get Wilson for $17.56. That's great.
3: That's hardcover. A, yeah, big hardcover. Big That's a good price. Big book. Cool. So thanks to the Stock Trades, and we're sorry if that happens. So we're going to skip the emails because I blathered on about the book of the month, but we've been stocking up on the voicemail, so I thought we'd uh, answer some voicemail. And our first one's got a question about how we can help him order comics.
4: Hey, guys. My name is Oscar Regalado, and I'm from uh, Brownsville, Texas. I love your guys' show almost as much as I love comics. Uh, as I said, I'm from a random town in Texas, and as such, I don't get to go to a huge comic book store. But I have a good one. It's called Rogue Comics, and it's being run by people that I like. Unfortunately, because it's a small town and they're a small store, they can't order everything. Uh, but they're cool, and they'll let me look at previews and uh, for free and see if I want to order every- anything. Uh, what I was wondering, though, was... Uh, because uh, they don't order everything, I might miss some stuff like the new CBGB book, which now I'm very interested in. And I was wondering if you guys had thought of recommending a couple of books ahead of time that people might miss. Uh, this would help people like me who live in a small town or uh, can't uh, look at everything uh, find uh, new comics. Uh, thanks, guys. I love the show.
3: Well, Oscar, definitely sympathize with your situation. If you go to ifanboy.com, we have a lovely website where we have such things as every Monday, usually. Every Monday we have another podcast called Don't Miss, which is specifically focused on telling you comics you shouldn't miss that week that are shipping on Wednesday, telling you about one comic that we like. We also have a post that every Tuesday, I believe, called Light Week, where we, me, Josh, and Connor all highlight a comic that we say, hey, if you've got a Light Week, check this out. But admittedly, that's all dependent on your store getting those books in advance, ordering those books in advance and getting them in their store that Wednesday. If you're looking for us to highlight books like three months out, we just don't do that because... We don't really believe in solicitations like we don't But think, also this yeah. this is the show about this week's books. Exactly, exactly. That'd be a different show. Yeah, it would be a totally different show. Maybe one day we'll do, but right now we're not. Don't hey, miss Hey, no, wait. Hey. <laughs> I be- I believe solicitations exist. Yeah, right. They, well, no, but no, we don't bu- but the whole thing the pro- problem is the solicitations. They're like Santa Claus. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, but every now and then we do highlight on com previews or books that uh books that are coming. We do previews or try to highlight books like I highlighted CBGB's when it was announced. So the CBG uh, miniseries. So, like, basically go to ifanboy.com. You'll find some stuff. But also, in a rare fit of competitive camaraderie, go to comicbookresources.com. Go to comicsalliance.com. They do the same stuff, too. Go online and, and read what other people are doing. But this show is just focused on the books that came out this past week, and we want to kind of stay that way. I hope you understand. We have
1: a plan. <laughs> we got to go with
3: the plan. Exactly. <laughs> the exactly. plans Focus. Are working. Focus. <laughs> No or, I don't know if you've noticed, it's working. But seriously, go go listen to iFanboy, Don't Miss. That'll at least give you a tip. Check out Lightweek on iFanboy.com. they will give you a tip, you know. So Alright, so we got one more voicemail who uh wants some more recommendations from Connor, please.
4: Oh no. Hey guys, this is Dave calling from Washington, DC. Um I've been picking up old um showcase and essential um you know uh, collections of uh of random comics like horror
0: comics. Stranger, because uh, Connor said it was good. I got one Nova, Ron says was really good. I got the Adam because uh, Tom Caters really likes that era. Anyway, um, and some of them are great, particularly this Phantom Stranger um, horror stuff. And I was just wondering if you guys had any good old genre books or um, old superhero books that would be collected in Essential or a Showcase that you'd recommend. Uh, thanks. The thing is, if you like, if you read those old books from like the Bronze Age era, then and you like it, you have to like it. I mean, if, yeah. you, it's not for everyone. It's certainly not for everyone. Well, it sounds like There's you a, liked it. He's talking right, about so if he me. So he does. If he does, if, if, it's not for Josh. But if you, if, you, if this guy who does like it, whose name is Dave, then almost anything from that era you'll probably enjoy. Like I'm, I'm thinking of DC's been putting out the uh, the white trade paperbacks. What are they call the. Uh, Collections: Batman, Superman, Flash, Green Lantern. Specifically, the Flash and Green Lantern collections, which are of the Silver Age era. Those are really good. The Gil Kane Green Lanterns. Yep, those are really uh, good. the Carmen Infantino Flash era. I mean, this, that's that's a great era. Well, um,
3: well if he, if he's been doing the essentials, I mean, Marvel's been they've been pretty much in the seventies, eighties phase of the essentials right now. And I know for a fact there's, a, I'm pretty sure there's, or there might be an omnibus that's not an essential, but the Tuma Dracula. Um, if you want horror stuff, though, that stuff is great from the seventies.
1: But if you want like the showcase and you want that old genre stuff, I mean, there's uh, there's the Sergeant Rock and there's the Haunted Tank and yeah. there's yep. I mean, like uh, it, Jonah Hex, Jonah Hex uh, ha- is House of Mystery, Yep. Or, like yep. the older one, like all that stuff. We should have Tom on. This yeah. is Tom's thing, <laughs> but
0: no, check those out. Uh, those are definitely the DC was doing a lot of genre stuff back then. Yeah, it's called Chronicles. I just got it from the desk to look while you were talking. Chronicles. It's the, uh, yeah. The Chronicles collections, Batman, Chronicles, Bat Superman, Wonder Woman, Flash, Green Lantern, they're all being chronicled in these cheap, like, $10 soft covers. That's awesome. Which puts together, like, six or seven issues from the old era. So check those out. The Flash and, and Green Lantern in particular, if you look for that era stuff. The Batman, Superman is golden age, so that's a bit Connor,
1: different. the cover price on those was $0.10 cents each, though, so it should only be $0.60. Cents.
3: Fuck! <laughs> ten kind of them. I'm using
1: a faulty line of reasoning.
3: I've been robbed. Anyway, so we hope that helps you out. Um, if you have any questions, you can give us a call on the voicemail line at 188-Fanboys. It's 888 326 2697 We'd love to hear from you. As I told Oscar in his voicemail, we have another podcast called Life iFanboy Don't Miss where we hi- we talk to a creator and highlight a book that's coming out on Wednesday that you definitely can't miss. Last week, Chris Niesman talked to Eric Troutman about the uh, JSA vs. Cobra trade paperback. This Good week, mini. It's a good mini. Yeah, this week, uh, we're taking another week off. Turns out uh, <laughs> when you when you need to talk to creators, the week after San Diego is not a good time to do it. So <laughs> so everyone needed a breather. So uh, we'll be back uh, next week with another Don't Miss. So if we
1: get this right... We're blaming all of comics. Yeah, pretty
3: much. <laughs> Listen, <I'm- laughs> Listen, we don't have a permanent Booker. This is hard. I
1: got. <laughs> Listen, all I'm saying is the two months leading up to San Diego is a rough time to put news on a comic book site. <laughs> The week after is ridiculous.
3: But during San Diego, perfect.
1: Oh, yeah. Hey, this week, anyone's talking about anything? We're out,
0: dude. We're out. I'm, on, I'm at the beach. Leave me alone.
3: Anyway, so, yeah. uh, so but, uh, subscribe to iFambo. Don't miss if you haven't. But we do have more podcasts for you to enjoy. You Look
0: back on the feed behind this show. You'll see the Batman Under the Red Hood show, which was a podcast I did with Paul Montgomery and Ryan Hopp, two of our writers, talking about the latest DC animated film, which is Batman Under the Red Hood, about the Jason Todd coming back to life story, and it was excellent. You guys like and it, it featured a 10 minute Jonah Hex short, which was based on a comic book issue from Palmiotti and Gray, and it was excellent. So check out that show; it's a lot of fun. It's Probably the best movie they've done so far. Good times.
3: And you can check out all that great stuff at ifanboy.com. That's our website. That's where we are. We live and breathe. Uh, maybe probably a little too much. You can read my Pick of the Week review, Flash number 4, as well as all the other great articles that went up the this past week and a high watermark for ifanboy.com this month. So, uh, And we want to thank everybody who goes to it and visits it. But you can go to ifanboy.com slash about and you can get all of our links to social networks. You can friend us up on Facebook or on Twitter or wherever you like to go. Go to twitter.com slash ifanboy to get all the up-to-the-minute links and uh, fun stuff that we like to say. Every Wednesday we do a video show and it's going to be nothing but San Diego for the next couple weeks, so get used to it. This past week we had probably one of our best interviews with Robert Kirkman, I, I think it's safe to say.
1: I like that the worst interview I ever did was Robert Kirkman and yep. the best interview I ever did was Robert Kirkman. <laughs> that's
3: really interesting. Yeah, that's a good bookend. We've had Robert on what, six, seven times? He is the Tom Hanks to our center alive. Live. Yeah. Yeah. Or Alan yeah. Baldwin or whoever you want to put, plug in there. Steve um, Martin. Steve Martin, right. He killed this time. I mean, like, I was editing it, and there were numerous points where I had to stop because I was laughing. I still love the moment, Josh, where you make him laugh about the boom and the pow.
1: <laughs> that's a that's a dumb joke. I know, but I know. It, but it, I mean, it broke him. He broke him. He totally yeah. broke. That's all it takes. <laughs> but so yeah, so Fuck was Brian. Vaughn.
3: <laughs> I'll never be him. <laughs> but so um, yeah, so if you enjoy that episode, we've got more San Diego stuff coming this Wednesday. Josh has been sl- slaving over the first episode of the video show. Who's in that episode, Josh? Ah, uh, <laughs>
1: completely <laughs> blanked. Uh, Grant Morrison, Jeff Loeb, Joe Kelly, Scotty Young. Uh, Ron Mars and Michael Broussard as previously mentioned oh. um, others great Chris names Burr.
3: so this Wednesday go watch the video you can also find it at revision3.com slash ifanboy this is but a a fraction yep
1: who was in the third episode by <laughs> <way>. <laughs> so there's that <laughs> I have to talk now uh, I was I was waiting the joke died and then I was like all right. It's my turn. Never tell a joke before it's your section. Those of you out there, are want to know about podcasting because it's going to mess up your segue. That's what I'm saying to you. Ooh, if segues. you want to email us, you can – what's a segue? You can awesome. email us so a contact can at iFanboy. contact at ifanboy.com or you can leave us a voicemail at 888-FANBOYS, which is three two six two six nine seven. If you have any qu- – apparently my voice is going again. It was.
3: You <laughs> got it back and now it's gone. <laughs> I
1: know. It was tenuous. It was on a ledge and that's just jumped. Uh, uh, call or write about those things. Nice. That was terrible. That's another tip. Don't do that. <laughs> what I
0: just did. And if you like the show, write a review on iTunes for this show, for the Don't Miss show, for all kinds of, sh- for the video show, for every show, plus all the other podcasts. If you listen to a podcast, write a review. We really appreciate it. It's the least you can do. It doesn't take time at all, but it helps immensely. Even better than that is to tell your friends, tell your comic book store buddy, tell the guy you pre order your comics from, to tell the guy who doesn't stock the books you want to stock even though you still shop there. Tell them anyway. Tell everyone. Tell your mom.
3: Yeah. Your mom. Mom's
0: like. Tell your mom. mom you know you should here? tell
3: your mom about?
0: This is going to oh. get ugly. <laughs> yeah. Listen, right. don't talk to me about moms.
3: <laughs> All right. Uh, we, send your mom pictures. We have worked our asses off. I mean, we hope everyone enjoys it. It's been a fun time for comics.
1: I like how you said that in the past, like it's a past thing. Well, yeah. Still got, I got We're still working freak. our asses off, yeah. So. Yeah. That's All what right. I'm saying so until next time I'm Ron I'm Connor I'm Josh and if this is your first show or second last week was your first show I just give it another shot that's what I'm saying <laughs> give it one more shot we are very good at this uh, I'm
2: told I'm <laughs> told Chaque jugement sur les gens me donne la direction à suivre Sur ces choses en moi, à changer, qui m'empêchent d'être libre Les voix se et s'exposent dans les vitrines du monde en mouvement Les corps qui dansent en osmose, L'histoire se confonde et s'attire irrésistiblement Par les temps je cours à l'expression Chaque émotion ressenti me donne envie d'exprimer les non-dits Et que justice soit faite dans nos pauvres vies endormies